Hey, everybody, and welcome to part two of the WWE Podcast Mailbag. No intro, no fluff, just right to part two. I do want to apologize uh, for splitting this into two. Things have just been really, really crazy on my end. I promise I'm doing the best I can. I'm not trying to split up these shows and uh, I'll try to mitigate the noise for my son in the background. So it, it may happen, though. In fact, it's likely. So let's just jump in, guys. <laughs> let's just jump into the part two of the mailbag and start with uh, some patrons who uh, I, I missed in the first round, but now are going to be priority in part two here. Let's start with Dennis McGinley. And uh, Dennis writes in and says, hey, Matt, so if it's Brock and Bobby for the WWE Championship at the Rumble, I have Seth somehow enter himself into the match at the Rumble to make it a triple threat. I still believe that Seth can become the new WWE Champion. Now when WWE talks about this fatal four-way match like at day one, then at the last minute you add a person and you have a fatal five-way. Please explain how it could go up to a fatal eight-way. Just crazy how some uh, how it can move just in a few minutes. It's originally called by WWE a fatal four-way match. So, Dennis, <clears throat> I, I, I think that you may have something here that Seth could eventually become WWE champion, and that if he worms his way into this matchup it's likely he would win because I don't think they want Brock Lesnar as WWE champion for very long. He is going to be focused on solely on uh, Roman Reigns heading into WrestleMania season. So I think that Brock is likely going to drop the belt at Rumble to Bobby. Now, I think that if you add Seth, <clears throat> if Seth gets added, Seth immediately, I think, wins because we've seen Bobby as champion before. We just essentially came off of it a few months ago. So to me, it's not interesting for Bobby to win. But that said, I think fans would actually be a little bit angered at the fact that it's going to be a triple threat because to me and to a lot of fans, I think one-on-one -on -one Bobby versus Brock is something that needs to happen. We don't need a third party involved. If there's another match, say, Bo say Brock Lesnar retains <clears throat> at the Rumble and then at the next pay-per-view, it's a triple threat with Brock and Bobby and Seth, then I could see Seth doing it, but uh, winning there. But in the first round, you don't want to add a third person. And especially to the Brock-Bobby fantasy matchup, I think fans would be extremely annoyed by that. And I totally agree. So, so did you notice that there was no IC championship at day one? Yes, I did. What happened or is WWE... Uh, way out of getting it out of it this time. Oh, we forgot. Uh, so here's the thing with the IC ti uh, title at the day one pay-per-view. I believe it was COVID that ended up being the culprit for not having the participants in the matchup. Um, <clears throat> I think that's what it was, was COVID. So yeah, COVID again strikes. So guess uh, I have to ask some others and it'll be probably be a championship match on free TV. Yeah, it's probably going to be. That's exactly right, Dennis. It's probably exactly going to be a a matchup on free TV. They're not ashamed or shy about creating matchups, championship matchups on TV. In fact, we see them on a weekly basis now. So, um, I'm not a fan of WWE doing this with championships. I think the championship match should only be on a pay per view event. I think you mean the premier live event, Dennis. They've changed the name. There's no such thing as pay per views anymore. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura needs to have the IC championship taken off of him. By none other than Sami Zayn, he would be good. Yeah, I totally agree. Look, Sami Zayn, if he was booked 
a little stronger, could be one of the best heels WWE has and would likely be a champion had Roman Reigns not stepped in and done a legendary job at being a heel. Sami Zayn, unfortunately, as good as he is on the mic, as good as he is in the ring, the issue he has is that creative books him as a very cowardly, weak, easily lose, uh, easily um, beatable heel. You know, he, he very rarely looks strong coming out of a match. And when you have that kind of a heel, you never take him seriously. He's more just a nuisance that you know is eventually going to get flattened by the baby face. And I, you know, you, you can't get behind a heel like that. However, the Intercontinental Championship being taken off of Shinsuke Nakamura is a good thing if you're going to put it on Sammy, who can actually cut promos. Uh, he's as good in the ring as Shinsuke, if not better in some ways. And he'd be fun as IC champion. No no doubt about it. I hope that this happens. And I really feel bad for Shinsuke because he is the victim of just neglectful booking by WWE. They did the same thing with Asuka and the Raw Women's Championship for six months. It's embarrassing. Okay, final point. So, Matt, you were talking about things to look forward to in 2022. You said that Roman Reigns, you don't see him losing the championship. I think Roman can't be the universal champion forever. It's like bread. If you leave it out for a long time, it's going to get old and stale and mold. I understand he's a heel and you you like you hate heels, but there comes a time when WWE and creative have someone that they could use to take it off of him. I think a younger WWE or NXT star taking it off of him, either that or Drew does it. I could be wrong, but uh, a fan turn uh, on Roman. Just the longer he's champ, that's my opinion or rant on that. Take care. Have a nice night. Talk with you next time. So, Dennis... Yeah, look, I, I get it. You know, I, I understand that he can't be champion forever. It's, it's not going to happen, right? It's not possible. <laughs> He's not going to be champion forever. No one is. But I get your, you know, I get the gist of what you're saying, that, you know, there, there has to be somebody that they can use right now to take it off of him. But who is that person? Drew? Drew's probably the best candidate, but Drew's already a made man. You know, it's, he's not the worst person in the world to do it. But I, I still believe it should be younger talent that they build up like a Braun Breaker. And they bring up and it's he's a beatable, credible threat to Roman. And that's where Roman's streak ends. You know, I, I, that is a, to me, the best way to do it. Now, I know that y your analogy of the bread being left out and it gets stale and moldy. But is Roman really stale and moldy at this point? I mean, Roman is the biggest ratings draw that WWE has right now. And tonight on SmackDown, when he goes face-to-face -face with Brock, presumably, it's going to be the highest-rated segment. He has carried SmackDown. He's carried WWE now for 18 months or 20 months. So I understand what you're saying, but imagine it, though. Imagine Roman Reigns going through 2022 and not losing the belt. Fans are going to lose it. Fans are going to be up in arms. Fans are going to be just begging for somebody to finally come and knock Roman off his perch. But isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? Now, I will concede this, that Roman is running out of opponents. He's running out of them quickly. At least ones that are credible or believable in some respect to beat Roman. You, you could always recycle programs. I mean, you, you could have Cesaro go back in or you, but to me, 
the number of quality opponents for Roman is dwindling and dwindling quickly. That's the problem I see, the more of the problem, which is why we're also going to see the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns program likely be strung out as long as possible because they don't have another solid opponent for Roman in the wings. That's a problem. So I agree with that. So, Dennis, thanks so much for your points, and uh, we will definitely be talking next week. Let's get to Mueller or Miller. Uh, Miller writes in this week and says, Happy freaking New Year, Matt, and all the listeners. Hope everyone is going to have an awesome... Uh, I see what you did there. Um, and it's the best there ever is, best there ever was, and maybe not the best there ever will be year. But it's Muller here from beautiful South Africa. Firstly, Matt, loved the What Can We Expect in 2022 show. It's something I wanted to suggest because I knew you could do a great segment about it. But as much as I would love to also see Roman Reigns do another year with the title, as massive um, as I am, a massive record maker person, I think he's going to lose it at WrestleMania, either to Drew, Brock, or a very out-of-the-box guest, one of the Uso brothers, or both. You know I'm, I always think of the unpredictables, but some of them have come to reality with Heyman gone and The Rock at only next year's WrestleMania more than likely. They too might also turn on Roman and leave him in his lonesome island of relevancy. I don't think WWE would diminish a, a PPV. I think you mean a premier live event, guys. Come on, get up with the terminology. It, it's ridiculous, I know. Uh, like WrestleMania, to have... A single world title match, make it a champion versus champion match between Brock and Reigns with the winner take all or even just a match with no titles involved. Okay, before I continue here, um, the the winner take all match is champion versus champion. The, again, I've said this before. I'll say it again. The, the problem with that is, is that you are essentially conceding that the brands will have one primary champion essentially merging Merging the brands and or partially merging the brands, leaving one brand always without a top champion. So even if they don't do a full uh, brand reuniting where there's there's no more brand split, you are always going to have one brand without their top champion. You know, if Raw is, has, I don't know, say Brock feuding with whoever, uh, Seth, then who is going to be on SmackDown? Roman feuding with who, you know, and for what? personal issues, you know, so I think that WWE wants to continue the brand split. I'm a fan of the brand split. I think there's more benefits to it than there are drawbacks. So I don't think they're going to do a winner take all in that scenario. But um, I, I hear you about the the uh, whole uh, losing at WrestleMania thing. There's absolutely a case to be made for Roman losing it at WrestleMania. It's all going to come down to who his opponents are, right? If it's Drew, then Drew and Roman one-on-one, there's a very good chance that Drew wins. If it's a triple threat between Brock and Drew and Roman, which I personally believe is going to be the main event of WrestleMania, then Drew, I still think, holds the odds-on favor to win. Um, And that's just, that's that's my guess. But I don't think the Uso brothers would be a fun, uh, a fun way to end this legendary streak, personally. I think the Uso brothers have kind of They've had they have their roles cemented. I don't think that they're going to ever be elevated to that uh, that spot where his cousin is. As far as the Rock goes, yeah, look, there is still a small chance the Rock shows up this year, and it's Roman Brock or Roman uh, Rock this year. 
but it seems as if everything's pointing to next year. Um, I was hoping that that golden egg stupid thing with Vince would lead to it, and it hasn't. <laughs> we still don't know the purpose of that. No one does. But uh, okay, let's continue. Brock is the winner at day. Brock winning at day one was a very predictable outcome, which I really enjoyed. And Lashley, now the number one contender against him at Rumble, will be awesome. But I look more forward to the next three weeks of seeing the managers, Heyman and MVP, go at it. They have a potential. As a wrestler, I feel of The Rock and John Cena, who are both brilliant on the mic, especially when the moment is high. Happy uh, 2022. I'm looking forward to 2022 and hope that you hosts and listeners also have a happy new year. And it will finally be the year after this damn pandemic started that we will arrive, race hell and conquer. In case I don't see you all again, good morning, good night and give me a hell yeah. Thank you, Miller, for your contributions this week and good thoughts as always. No doubt. Alrighty, let's continue on and get to the rest of the voicemails. Hey, it's Kyle from Baltimore. Uh, it was cool to be on your TikTok thing last, last night uh, when you're reviewing your quick stuff on day one. It was cool. Um, now, I want to get into I guess, two things. With Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan, I knew Becky was going to retain, right? I, everyone knew Becky was going to retain. That was the best match of Liv Morgan's career, but Becky was going to retain. If it ends up going to be Liv Morgan, I mean, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, fine. I just hope that it's not end up being – she doesn't win the World Rumble match again. And it will be Sasha. And who, at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, WrestleMania will probably be Becky Lynch and, and Bianca Belair and Sasha Bakers and, and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. So I think that's what the end result will be. Um, so my question is, though, moving forward – Headed into Raw, what are they going to do for in terms of the top stars in the women's division? Because they only care about Bethesda forever, but WWE only cares about Sasha, Becky, Bailey, and Charlotte. And now they're probably doing something with Bianca Belair. But that's pretty much it. Everyone else in that women's division, they don't matter. And they got rid of Tony Storm. They, they don't, if, they, if your name is it, Sasha, Becky, Bailey, Sasha, Becky, Bailey, or Charlotte, then it doesn't matter. And unfortunately, it's like no one no one can get over. So that's the problem. One last thing about Brock Lesnar. I don't like the fact that he won the WWE Championship. I know they had no other choice because Roman Reigns wasn't there. But I think, I think you know, was he going to win the Universal Championship? Had had that match happened as planned? Who knows? That's what I'm starting to think. I knew Big E was going to lose the title, but I wanted it to be to Seth Rollins, not Brock Lesnar. But we'll see what happens on Raw tomorrow night. But that's my two cents on day one. I thought overall it was a really good show. But and those two matches were really good. But those rest our thoughts on the those two specific um matches. So that's it, this roll call. Bye. Hey, it's Kyle for Baltimore. Uh real quick, real fast, sorry about the call uh like a few days ago. Uh, I was listening to your raw review about the women's segment. And it's not. It's going to be the triple threat match is happening next week on Raw. The winner of that match is going to face Becky at the Royal Rumble one on one. So that's what's happening. You probably would probably know that already from uh, the rest of your calls, and and I could probably would have mentioned it, but I think I'll mention it here too. So it's something small, but that's it. This call. Bye. Hey Kyle, thank you for for contributing this week as you do every single week. <clears throat> so your question about the women's division, right? Because it seems as if they only only care about 
the four horsewomen and then Bianca. And, you know, at times it does. And they need to use those women to help build new women, uh, new stars. And a lot of times they, especially right now, it doesn't seem like they're doing that. Although you could argue Liv Morgan is in a much better position, even though she's lost twice to Becky. That she's in a better position than she was just a few months ago. But Liv Morgan's win-loss record is god-awful. You know, uh, that said, you also have the return of Alexa Bliss. You know, where where does she stand? You have potential NXT call-ups. And, you know, the, the, the dark horse somewhere on the roster, right? Like maybe Dana Brooke comes out of nowhere. I mean, I, I mean that kind of half-joking. But it's possible. And, um, you know, we have to look at this and say, you can't just rotate the belt between the same people all the time. You need to eventually move outside of your comfort zone. So I think Alexa Bliss is going to make a big impact. On top of where does Asuka land? These are two big stars that are slated to return. So you do have some moving parts and helping build new stars at the same time. And, you know, you also have Shotzi on SmackDown. I know we're not talking about SmackDown, but still. So thank you, Kyle, for your question. You know, it is a valid concern with the women's division because it is a bit of a mess right now even with Becky as champion. And when I say mess, I mean that in the context of them building new stars well, right? Like the ability of them to build new stars. And Liv Morgan has gotten some momentum, is a better performer than she was just a month ago. But is she at the level of Becky? Not yet. You know, not yet. And uh, we'll, we'll see. All right, Kyle, thank you for your questions. And let's continue. All right, guys, it's Memphis Mark coming to you from Mullet Manor. Going to go over, uh, excuse me, uh, day one. Uh, Let's just go ahead and uh, we're going to grade them out. And I'm going to see, Matt, what you think about uh, my my observations. Um, We're going to start from the worst and go. Um, I'm going to say Drew, uh, Drew's match, 11 minutes, um, too long. Okay, match. Uh, I'm going to give it a D. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give that a D. All right, and then we're going to go to Edge and Miz. Now, I loved Midge's or Edge's um, entrance. Uh, that was uh, good. The match, you know, it is what it is. Um, but uh, Beth's um, music didn't come on at the right time, so she kind of stood there, kind of. Uh, uh, you know, an awkwardly long period of time uh, until our music hit. So a uh, little uh, production mess up, but overall I'm going to give that a C minus. Uh, and then uh, we've got RK Bro and the Street Profits. Um, good entrance for RK Bro, I guess. And uh, uh, okay, match. Um, nothing great to tell you, though. Nothing just stands out in my mind. You know, so we're going to give that a C minus. All righty here. Uh, and then we have one more C minus here, unfortunately, and that's New Day and the Usos. Now, when you want to talk about New Day and the Usos, all you do is go, I don't know if you old people remember or the, your young people know about, you go to your deck and you just hit play or replay because they've been doing this for 10 years. Now, Ten years, of course, you're going to have a chemistry and and the match itself. You know, they do all the moves. They do everything. I mean, everything. There again, nothing great to tell you about. 
But it's uh, the Usos, a new day, and it's what do you expect. So we're going to give them a C-minus also. All right, uh, the C-plus goes uh, to Becky in her match with Liv. Um, I think it was a pretty good match. It was obvious uh, what they were trying to do uh, and, and keep Liv in the uh, – in the uh, uh, and the speak of her so she could, uh, uh, stay in this contention to fight. But, um, um it was a C plus kind of, uh, a, a deal. Um, um, you know, a bunch of running around, you know, Becky did good making herself look like she was frantic. Uh, so, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna say C plus with that. Now, here we go to what I think are the two most interesting matches. Uh, the two best I thought was the kickoff show, um, with, uh, Ridge getting his nose broke. Seamus, it was kind of weird. Come on, do something with Cesar. And, uh, Brock, with that match and all the turmoil, I think they did really good. Um, anyway, guys, have a great night. Remember to stay in new to your pets and, uh, and keep away from foxes. Have a great night. All right, guys, this is Memphis Mark coming from Mullet Manor. For his second issue coming after uh, Monday Night Raw. And uh, did anybody notice the different graphics that they're using? They're slowly inching them in to us to try to, to break that in so there's no subtle change. But they've, they've, uh, they've honored a whole new genre of, uh, of colors and stuff that they brought in. Um, the, the overall uh, uh, show this week, I'll have to give it a B minus, which is pretty solid with my grading. Uh, I think with the writing that they had to come up with with COVID, uh, I think they did a great job. Uh, I have to even say the mid card guys stuck up and, um, and I think they did a great show, you know, for everything that's going on. Now, my big question is, is it really COVID? Do we really have some writers being creative? Think about it. Is Roman, did they really maybe possibly keep Roman away from Brock on this show? Set this whole thing up. Now, everybody's mad because of COVID and everybody's saying COVID sucks and everything. But is this a true heel turn in the writer's sense? Did the writers write this in? And we all just got snookered. And they're setting up a heel turn with Heyman later on. Hmm. Who knows? Anyway, uh, thanks for everybody. Uh, uh, love uh, listening to the shows. Uh, this is Memphis Mark uh, sounding out from Mullet Manor. And remember, spay and neuter, not your kids. And, uh, Matt, watch out for them foxes. Hello, Memphis Mark. Thank you for your, your voicemails this week. Had a few of them, and I stitched them all together as best I could. And um, so your grading, first of all, let me just say, I would not want to be in a classroom where you're the instructor and you have to grade my papers. <laughs> I'll just say that. Because if you were, I would have to scrape by by the skin of my teeth. Uh, you are a tough grader, my friend, but deservedly so, right? I mean, you just have, you have high standards and grading is extremely subjective when it comes to pro wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, I, I see where you're coming from in terms of the, the, um, 
the order in which you felt the quality of the matches went on the show for day one anyway. We'll get to Raw in a second. A great point you bring up, and I, I can't wait to talk about it. But uh, your order that you have in terms of worst to best matchup mirrors nearly mine, except the grading isn't nearly as harsh. Where you have Drew and Mad Cat Moss getting a D. I mean, I, I didn't put out grading, but if I was forced to put out grading, I would have said that they were a C, C plus, like a full letter grade ahead of what you had. Edge and Miz, I thought, were B minus instead of C minus. In other words, about a grade, a letter grade, um, excuse me, a letter grade uh, ahead of you, but the same order. So you and I are, you and I are on the same wavelength. You just are a a rough and tumble, uh, a rough and tumble grader. Uh, that said, though, you you did talk about Monday Night Raw giving it a B minus. I I would have given it a solid B as well. Maybe not. The, I would have taken out the minus. I thought it was a very solid show. But now that we're in WrestleMania season, do they really have a choice but to put out good good shows? You know. Um, and the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about that you brought up that no one's talking about, I haven't thought about, is was the Roman Reigns COVID excuse. Just that. Was it just an excuse for Brock and Roman to stay apart and for Roman to do everything he can to avoid Brock Lesnar? Was it? You know, the thing is, will we ever know? No, I don't think we will. Because if it was ever brought in storyline that that Roman Reigns purposefully failed or somehow was able to manipulate the testing so he didn't have to face Brock... If that was ever revealed, the thing is you can't play with fire that's actually real. Like COVID's a real thing. So if they were ever to bring in storyline that stars are manipulating their COVID tests, I, I think some some people and the perception of the company would be that why why go there? You know, because now you know now you have to look at it and say, well, what's real, what's not? It's just dangerous territory, but it's clever. It's clever. Now, if they're not going to bring it in story and it's not going to be brought up that Roman Reigns purposely failed the COVID test so he didn't have to face Brock, then it's something that's to happen behind the scenes that the writers said, hey, you know, COVID's a real thing, guys. Who's going to question Roman Reigns failing a COVID test? You know, who is going to who's going to question that? And how would they ever know? The answer is you wouldn't, which is you're right. Maybe the writers and Vince decided to use that as a very convenient way to to manipulate the story that they want to tell. It's it's a hell of an idea. One that is now going to get me thinking and everyone else thinking. If I was to still guess though, if if I was, you know, forced to actually make a real decision, I think it's real. I would think it's real given the fact that you can't you know, you can't create a main event like Roman Reigns and Brock and then not deliver at a at, a, at an event like that. Like that's a pretty crappy thing to do. You know, uh so Memphis Mark, thank you so much for your contributions. As always, great and a joy to hear you. And once I'm back on my feet with uh, with the kids' sleep schedule and everything else, we will be in touch. All right, let's continue on with the voicemails. Just a few more. Hey, Matt. Um, Brad in New York. Um, a couple quick things. So basically, I'm really, really still shocked at the Brock Lesnar win at day one. I really can't believe it. I just was so surprised that they gave it to him because I feel like in a lot of ways it negates the whole thing with Roman and the feud because 
you know, you need a champion on each show, in my opinion. Maybe they don't view it that way, but I think, you know, if you watch Raw, so much of that show centers around, um, you know, the WWE Championship and what's going to happen with it, and it's a three-hour show with a lot of time to fill. And if you're going to have basically the feud be Brock and Omos or Brock and Lashley or whatever, that, to me takes away a lot from the real feud with Brock, the most intriguing thing that maybe I've ever seen in WWE, which is the whole Roman, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar thing. So, I don't know how they're going to handle that. Um, also, with Brock being a part-timer, who knows, maybe he's now a full-timer now that they gave him this belt. Um, not saying he needs to be, but I think Raw needs him to be. So... I don't understand how this is all going to work, but it's just a really crazy thing. Um, very intriguing, very interesting. Can't wait to find out what happens next. But um, with this mailbag airing, um, I guess, on Wednesday, I'm going to Friday Night SmackDown on Friday, as I told you a few times. What do you think this means for the Friday Night SmackDown? Do you think this is going to be a waste of my time? Like, do you think – I know Drew McIntyre's out, or do you think this is going to be a good one to go to? Um Thanks, man. Um, great job, and uh, I think I'm running out of time, so I'll let you go. Hey, Matt. It's Brad in New York again. Um, sorry for the second voicemail, but I was just thinking about it, and I don't think that Roman really had COVID. I, I don't think it makes sense, because after watching Raw last night, it ends with Brock Lesnar. This is two days after he had COVID, supposedly. Um saying, yeah, I'll tell Roman I'll see him on Friday at SmackDown. So that means that they know that he's 100% fine and ready to go for Friday. And to me, if he really had COVID, they wouldn't have said something like that. So I don't, I don't know. I think maybe this was the setup all along. Say Roman Reigns is unexpectedly out. I don't know if that's what they did for the Sasha Banks Bianca Belair matchup at SummerSlam, where Sasha was su suddenly unable to wrestle, and then Becky Lynch comes in and wins the title off Bianca. But, I mean, I don't think it would be unprecedented for them to do that. And I think it was also an easy way to get off something and then extend it for a longer period of time if they figure that's what they want to do at WrestleMania. So I want your thoughts on that. I, I just find it weird that Brock would already, they would already be advertising Roman for SmackDown on Friday when he supposedly on Saturday had COVID and was in a spot where he couldn't even compete in this main event. So, yeah, that's just uh, what I wanted to say. And if you want to piece these voicemails together, great. If not, all good. Thanks, bro. Hey, Brad. Well, by the time you hear this, it's Friday, Friday evening, and um, I've been dealing with food poisoning issues. <laughs> I delayed this this show like two days, and i I'd just been busy, and then I got food poisoning last night. I'm still feeling kind of crappy, so I'm in between bathroom runs if you get my drift on this show. Um, not that you guys need to know that, but there it is. So, Brad, first of all, you know, I wish I was able to give you more comment er, commentary earlier before you went to the show tonight, because as I speak, you are probably at the show or on your way to the arena or there in your seat. So that said, I think it is absolutely worth going. Why? Uh, two words, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is going to be there. And, you know, how many more times are you going to have an opportunity to go to a wrestling show 
where Brock Lesnar is going to be there. It, it is, it may not happen again, right? Where, where, where you are or where I am, where, where any, if anybody has an opportunity to go and see Brock Lesnar, by all means, go see him. And he's going to confront Roman Reigns. And like you said, the COVID thing, I, I addressed this earlier about with Memphis Mark, who brought it up, and now you're bringing it up. You guys are smarter than me. I didn't even think about it. But here's, again, a little, a little bit more against why it may not be BS and that it may actually be real. WWE and Vince, for all the flaws that they have, they do have usually the respect to fans to not, I guess, change the main event last minute. They do not like to announce matches and then not be able to go through with them. And they, you, nobody can tell me that you couldn't come up with a finish there that would have achieved your goal. There's a million ways in which to achieve a goal that you're trying to achieve. So I, I really believe it was COVID-related. And you're saying, well, it's too soon. But if you're asymptomatic and he quarantined, the CDC says you only have to quarantine for five days. Now, they've, they've flip-flopped on that back and forth. I think there's a lot of political reasons behind it. But nonetheless, I think he's out of quarantine and he's probably fine. Otherwise, they wouldn't have him come to the show. So maybe he was asymptomatic. He did his quarantine time per the regulations and he's good to go. Because if you remember, that happened on Saturday. And if the quarantine time was five days, then you're good to go. So that's what I think. And I know you're surprised about Brock Lesnar winning at day one. I was too. Very surprised, honestly, because I thought Big E was going to retain. Um, I wanted Seth Rollins to win, but I thought Big E would retain. Um, but uh, yeah, look, the other thing is too, as I just mentioned with WWE, not liking to go back on matches or announce things that they can't actually follow through with. They know, Vince knows, that you erode the goodwill of fans if you do this on even a semi-regular basis, that people will start to not have faith in the company if you start to pull this crap. And yes, they did it with Sasha. We still don't know what to happen with Sasha uh, at SummerSlam. Now you're going with um, potentially Roman Reigns not actually having COVID. It's just not a good thing to do for any reason to, uh, to, to pull main events like this of such high caliber for any reason, because there's a million ways to book a match and it erodes away at, with the goodwill of fans. So that's what my two thoughts are. I hope, or my two thoughts, my two cents. Uh, I hope you are enjoying the show. I hope you do enjoy the show and I'm looking forward to talking with you about it because uh, I'm interested to hear what the reactions are and the signs and the, 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 this, all that kind of stuff that you get from a live experience. So thanks, Brad, and let's keep it rolling. Hey, Matt. It's uh, Kyle from New York. I know I promised I was going to send a voicemail on last week on the TakeOver show, but I was getting a new phone, so I remember that time. I was actually getting a new phone that day. I have a Galaxy phone now. Anyway, first off, Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, I saw it. I agree with Matt. It sucks. Spider-Man was way better. Um, <laughs> anyway, before I guess... No, I was also wrestling question first. I'll ask a question about your podcast. And my my wrestling question is, so I saw day one, and I'm wondering what you think about the whole Rowan Brock storyline. You're probably going to say it in your Raw review tonight, but if you don't say it, I'm just wondering, where do you think this is going? Do you think they're still going to go the original plan of Paul Heyman, you know, 
probably swerving Brock and still being a Roman, or I think he's actually with Brock now for good. Just wondering. Let me know that. And also, my podcast question. So, Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan last week said to email you about Patreon. I, I did. So, you're probably going to already answer it at the beginning before my before this voicemail. So, sorry for repeating myself. But so just in case you missed my email, I'm just curious. How do I get the free Patreon? I don't have a credit card or a Twitch. But I do have Discord, TikTok, and Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord are three I have, and Snapchat. So, uh, those are the three things I do have. So, just, I guess, email it back and let me know. Or just tell me in the mailbag. Um, Mr. Casarazzo fan told me, and I think Owen, the heel, um, we can both get, like, Patreon free for one month. And so, if, you, if that's what I'm referring to, the free month of Patreon. Just, I'm just, I'm just curious. Let me know how I can uh, set it up. And uh, yeah, that's it. And then I'll talk to you. I'll talk to everyone next week. Hey Kyle. Well, yeah, Ma- Matrix Resurrections was uh, a big disappointment after 18 years. Huge, massive. I mean, it was it was an embarrassment of a movie, and I hate to say that, but it was. Now moving on. Uh, where do I think the whole Brock Lesnar, uh, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman thing's going? I think we still get a swerve by Paul. And I think it happens at WrestleMania, where it's revealed that all of this was a ploy, that all of this was a ruse by Paul Heyman and the tribal chief to lure Brock Lesnar into a sense of trust, and then Paul Heyman turns on him. Uh, That said, though, I think at WrestleMania, again, we're going to have a three-way, Drew, Brock, and Roman. That's what I believe, barring anything like The Rock coming in. Um, So that's... That's my thoughts, um, you know, and uh, as far as Patreon goes. So here's the thing. <laughs> I still, I'm, I've contacted support. I don't know how to give away a free account. However, I can give you the link to the Discord server for free. I mean, the Discord server is not attached to Patreon. So I can email you the Discord chat. Uh, so you can at least participate in that. And then the ad-free part of things, I'm going to have to figure out a way to gift it to you. So I'm still working on it, and uh, sit, uh, sit tight. All right, Kyle, thanks so much. Enjoy your new phone, and let's keep it going. Oh, hey, Matt, it's uh, Bevan here from Australia. Happy New Year to you all. Uh, I know I've been scarce, uh, but I have been watching the wrestling still. Um, very interesting to see Brock Lesnar turning up into a sideway, fatal sideway. I guess they needed to do that, else they had this massive hole they couldn't fill with Roman Reigns being ill. So, interesting times to see now how their paths will meet and cross now that they're both champions. Um, um, yeah, really interesting to see how it goes. I haven't really listened to your full review to hear what your um, <clears throat> your ideas or other people's ideas would be on, on this, but it'll be interesting to um, call into the, the mailbag show and find out. Um, that's really my only rant, so, well, not rant, my only comment, um, just to check in anyway and hope you guys are all safe there because over here it's an absolute fast with COVID. Um, our state finally opened their borders up with us all being vaccinated and now we've all been slammed with COVID and we can't even get a test. We have to line up from 2.30 in the morning to get a test and then we wait and we wait and we wait and then they close the testing facility down. Um, it's leaving everybody very angry over here. You can't even get a rapid antigen test from the shop because you have to buy it. Um, and it turns out that my son's 
daycare teacher had got COVID and he was at school yesterday when she was sick. So we're now sitting at home and we can't even go and get a test even if we wanted to. So, so far, thankfully, everyone is safe. So that's good and we're all well and there's no symptoms, which is good. And I'm sorry, I've just turned this into a totally different non-resting rant. But anyway, um, I hope you guys are well and thanks again for the show and keeping me sane through these periods of time. Um, and chat soon. Bye. Hey, Bevan. I've been waiting to hear from you, brother. And I hope things are going well over there. Every time I turn around, I see the draconian lockdowns that Australia is going through. It's it's like medieval times over there. I know it's not all of Australia. From what I understand, it's just Eastern Australia. So I would assume you're in Eastern Australia. Uh, I, I don't know if you're near Sydney or, or where you're at. That's really <laughs> being from the uh, United States. Obviously, Sydney right now is the only place I can, that comes to mind. It's like when people say that, you know, I tell people I'm from New York and they automatically assume I'm from New York City and, and I'm not. But, um, you know, yeah, it's insane, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm not getting political. I'm going to stick strictly with this, the, this, the facts here. Uh, yeah, man, there are a lot of vaccine mandates going around and things and, uh, you know, people get vaccinated. There's a very high uh, vaccination rate, yet COVID is still spreading like wildfire. So that would tell you that the people that are also vaccinated as well as the unvaccinated are spreading COVID, right? Because it wouldn't be spreading as quickly or as widely as it is if the vaccinated did not spread the virus. So I know that's not what politically the people in power want to hear here because their whole argument is, well, it's not about you. It's about keeping people, other people safe. Well, if the people that are vaccinated are also spreading it, your argument is moot. So, uh, yeah, I, hope, I can't believe you have to get up at 2.30 and a testing facility. I mean, that, that th- th- think about that. <laughs> you talk about your freedoms being completely obliterated. Jeez. All right, well, let's get to wrestling. Yeah, um, so I think that, but yeah, Brock Lesnar, he was clearly there to fill a void and for WWE to try to make good on the Roman Reigns' absence. And from what I've understood, Big E would have retained had Brock Lesnar not been a part of that match. So Big E, I'm sure, is truly uh, disappointed and, and frankly, just pissed off, I'm sure, you know. Uh, So thank you, Bevan. Thank you so much. And uh, let's get to our next voicemail. Hey, man, it's Justin from Maryland. I just wanted to uh, start off by saying um, Happy New Year to you and everybody on the podcast. Looking forward to uh, 2022. Um, I just wanted to give my thoughts on a couple of topics. Um, first, I honestly can't say that I'm happy that Brock Lesnar won because I've been saying for months that I wanted Seth to be champion. And I feel like Seth definitely got screwed because he was supposed to get a one-on-one match and then it turned into a triple threat. And then it got all the way up to a fatal five-way. So I feel kind of bad. You know, for Seth, he was definitely doing good work, and I feel like he lost, you know, some momentum. I don't know where they're going with him and KO. Um, I kind of want to see them be tag champions. I said that before, but it's like I need Seth to have a a good singles title run, and I feel like he definitely got screwed out of that. So I'm not sure if they plan on uh, having Bobby beat Brock, but – like, do we really want to see another Lassie title one? Because he just lost the title, like, a couple of months ago. So I don't know if I really want to see that right now. 
I mean, he's in a different role. Well, no, I mean, he was. I feel like he was in a babyface role when he beat the Miz. So he's still in the same role, but I'm not really ready to see him as champion again. I mean, it's fun seeing him in chase mode, but I don't know. Um, I, it sounds like you want Lashley to win, or you think he's going to win, but I I hope he somehow loses to Seth or KO. Um. But I don't know where they're going with Roman Reigns either because who's he going to fight at um, at Royal Rumble? I guess they're going to have some type of battle royal or something to determine his challenger, but we both know he's not going to win. So it's not going to be interesting. Um, I think you're right about uh, Alpha Academy. I thought that they were going to win um, at day one, but they didn't get the shot. So I feel like they they will be uh, RK bro, and then we'll get that breakup. So I think that's I think that's it. Um, on the raw review, you didn't mention that Dewdrop uh, inserted herself into the uh, the triple threat next week to determine who's going to fight Becky at Rumble. So Dewdrop, uh, Liv, and uh, Belair. I feel like they should just um, somehow give it to Dewdrop so Liv and and uh, Belair can be in the Rumble, but. That would be Hill versus Hill. So, I don't know. This booking is kind of confusing. I didn't really agree with the Lesnar title win. Um, I mean, it's fun, but hey, it's Justin from Maryland. Um, I had got cut off when I was finishing my uh, point, but I was saying that um, I didn't, like, I wasn't really excited to see Brock win. I felt like that he could have definitely been protected in that match. You could have had anyone else when that match was brought but i guess uh, you know they want to give him another title run um i'm seeing reports that they might do a champion versus champion match at wrestlemania i don't think we want to see that so i don't really know where they're going i just hope that they don't give lastly the title right now um somehow like get it like give it to seth somehow i don't know like just give give seth the u.s title i don't know Damian Priest will probably lose that title around WrestleMania time, if not at WrestleMania. So I just don't know where uh, WWE is going. So I guess we'll find out. But that's it, man. Um, so my questions were for you is who who do you think Roman will fight at a uh, Rumble? Um, hopefully it's not Drew. So I don't know where they could go. And then um. If Lashley isn't the one to take the title off Brock, then who do you think? So, all right, man, that's it. Can't wait to hear your response, and I'll talk to you next week. Justin, what's going on, buddy? Happy New Year to you as well. <clears throat> and um, you seem to be the the closer, so to speak, on every one of these shows because you call in last so I end up putting your your voicemail last, and uh, it's a good. I'm not complaining about it because I think it's a great way to end the show. You bring up so many points, and I'll try to address uh, a few of those. <clears throat> so I think I get your message that you want Seth as champion. I, I I think I got that much, and I'm with you. I don't think Brock belongs as champion. Do I hate Brock as champion? No. It's it's interesting. It uh, does pop a rating. He's a big name, all that. But Seth Rollins is still the future, as well as the present. And he's did he, as you said, has done such great work. And over the last several weeks has really just kind of not screeched to a halt, but boy, is he slowed down. 
and that's no fault of his own. It's creative. However, uh, you're right. As far as Seth getting that one-on-one match, that's originally what it was supposed to be, and it morphed into a three-way to four-way to five-way. With that said, I could absolutely see Seth bringing up that fact that he never got what his contract said, which is one-on-one. So I think that's the ground he'll be able to stand on if Bobby Lashley ends up beating Brock Lesnar with the help of Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. That's what I think. And I think Seth beating Lashley, if Lashley's a one-month champion, I can deal with it. It's not that I dislike Bobby Lashley, but like you said, we just I feel like we just saw this. I feel like we just saw it. And if they're going to do a champion versus champion match at WrestleMania, I mean, I heard that too, and I, I'm not a fan. Because that would, again, that would um, essentially mean that they're either unifying the championships or somebody's going to be a dual champion. Both of the options I don't like, unless their their goal is to unify the brands completely. And I still don't like that either. They're in a weird spot, and I don't know which way they're going to go, other than to say that uh, I think Brock Lesnar will hold the belt for a short period of time, drop it to Bobby, who will drop it to Seth. That's my thought. Uh, And then it'll be a three-way between Brock, Roman, and Drew for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. That's my thought. And yeah, I missed the Dewdrop being inserted into the triple threat next week to decide who's going to challenge Becky. I enjoy Dewdrop as of late. I think she has really found her voice on screen. Now I guess the next step is for her to just get rid of the Dewdrop name. It was given to her by Eva Marie, and she just adopted it. It's not endearing. It's honestly insulting if I were her. It's it's too cutesy of a name for anyone to take her seriously. But she's got a presence, and I like what she, I like her work in the ring. She's fun to watch, and um, yeah. So I, I didn't mean to miss that. It just I just happened to. <laughs> so um, thank you, Justin. You're always consistently a great contributor and an asset to the show for sure you you know how to close out a show the right way and i appreciate that and uh looking forward to 2022 as well Uh, i I appreciate everybody who has called in tonight and uh emailed me and and, and appreciate the patience as you can hear i'm like struggling through like my voice is a little lower and i'm like breathing heavier because yeah um food poisoning sucks if you want to know where i got it if uh you want to know it's uh moe's it's that, yeah, it's like the uh, cheap version of Chipotle that's here. And I don't, I don't know if you have them where you are. I think they're nationwide. Uh, but Moe's is, uh, my wife and I are both, whew, we're, we are uh, competing for the bathroom. I'll just say that. It's not fun. But luckily, food poisoning doesn't last long. And I should be back on my feet. I, I, I really feel bad about delaying this two days. I, it was not my intent. And I apologize for uh, part two coming out so late. Uh, so anybody, anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll be back on Sunday with your weekend review. Until then, take care. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.